Hello. Hello. There you are. Always have this like deep seated fear that one of us is not going to be able to hear one another. I'm like, is it? Yes, that is we're true. good. Yes, <laughs> it happens far too and often. It does. <laughs> Considering that for the most part, I don't really change which computer I'm using, or sometimes the microphone. or any settings. Everything like, is plugged just... in still. And um, did you have this Yet? many problems with Skype? You know, when we started this about a decade ago. No, no. I mean, the the biggest issue with Skype was pre-Skype call recorder. Like, figuring out all the settings on your garage band or right. whatever janky-ass system but you Skype had running. Itself, as far as the call, being yeah. able to hear the other person, yeah. No issues. Never. Never a fucking problem. <laughs> all right, we've come so far. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I still don't understand it. I still don't know why Zoom became the thing. I don't know what the... You know, it, it, essentially, they all do the same thing, so I don't know why uh, this is the one people point it's, to, and I hate it. Like, I hate everything for the most part. Oh, well, so it's nothing. It's no different from any other thing. Just here's this thing I hate. You know what I miss, Dave? Here's mm. a professional transition for you. I miss not only the internet of the mid-90s, but the internet of the mid-90s on film with uh, Bro. assassins. <laughs> This was wild. Full screen, text messaging, yep. nothing else, no yep. other windows. Yep. I open my monitor and it's just ready to chat with the exact person I need to chat yes. with. Yes. And even if you're like on a monorail somewhere, like, you know, who cares if there's actual internet at this point in time? He's got assassin internet, so it's fine. Yeah, at least uh, De Palma's Mission Impossible. Right, they play with that. Like, oh, if we we have to get this connection, this transfer through, and you know, once we go underneath the tunnel, right, it's gonna. And it, I mean, it still was probably more so than what was possible at the time. Uh, but whatever, M you know, movie magic. Um, yes, here's how you're gonna know your target, uh, Julian Moore, cat eyes, and then <laughs> Stallone has to like yes. point at the eyes. Like, I'm remembering this this face. <laughs> I'm remembering this. Not just not just point. Rub the screen. There's a lot of that. Oh, Should I hated we tell that. people what movie we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's in the title Assassins. of the episode. Assassins. Maybe. Assassins. Classic of the form. I knew this day would come. Can you at least tell me how much I was worth? We both play this game, Rath. What kind of shoes will you be wearing when your day comes? In the shadows of life, in the business of death, Robert Rath is ready to stop the killing. The history stops here. No more. I quit. But in the eyes of a rival... Can I help you? I'm just uh, looking for someone. What's your name? I can uh, check the plot map for you. The real competition... It's not dead yet. ...is about to begin. Contractor tried to kill you, buddy. That's not good. Between you and him, right? I'm going to tear your heart out. Why don't you just leave me out of it? What's this for? Just in case. I can't shoot anybody. You wish I'd be. I was aiming at the lamp. Moving target. The last game ends before anyone wins.
Warner Brothers presents Sylvester Stallone. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm going to go into that bank. You can be down there in the plaza somewhere or somewhere in the crowd. They'll shoot you before you go into the bank. No. He'll wait for the prime shot. Antonio Banderas. A woman. It's not the same as killing a man. You have to pull the trigger a different way. Julianne Moore. A strange man, Robert Rath. As long as you are out there, I'll never be number one. Step outside, and I'll set you free. This fall, don't take your eyes off them. Surprise. For a second. Now what? Assassins. Directed by Richard Donner. Which you yes, have not seen. A, correct? Never. Never. The only thing I knew about this movie was that ridiculous gif of an of Antonio Banderas looking very happy at something he read uh, on his computer screen. That's it. That That's my only connection to PowerBook it. Mac or whatever that all the assassins Every, use. It just everything is so chunky. All the all the technology. I was like, wow. I have not thought about these in a long time for sure. I brought it up because of uh, the killer, David Fincher's The Killer. Yes. Uh, which, unlike Richard Donner's Assassins, did not get a theatrical <laughs> release, did not get the wide push. So some things have been lost. Um, you know, yes. We lamented the death of Skype, and now it is uh, the theatrical market, uh, which is meant for concert films. <laughs> so, oh, God, I can't – I like – you know, I feel like once every two years I get mad all over again mm. about theater stuff. And this, this is this year's uh, thing that set me off, like – the fact that people, if you live in New York, L.A., Austin, or Chicago, you can go see this on a big screen. But because I don't live in a massive city, I don't live near a massive city, I don't get to actually see David Fincher's latest on a big, broad screen. I think it was about and that sucks. three hours for us. It was uh, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, I think, three hours. I think we're the closest that's... ones, um, which, you know. So that's So that's three hours. Uh, two hours for the movie. No, three hours back. <laughs> three hours back. That's a work day. That's eight hours. You've yeah. lost your mind. I, I hate it myself, uh, c- considering coming off the strike, uh, Taylor Swift had to come and save the fall season as far as the theaters. Um, there were openings. There were, you know, I mean, God damn it, Dave. Totally. I saw um, Gran Turismo got a re-release in our local theaters, Regal and Cinemark, because they just didn't have enough product to show (laughs) it's like wait this bombed two months ago you're gonna take another shot and and this is one more way that apple is better than netflix apple seems to care a lot more about getting their movies out in theaters to the public whereas netflix just wants your streams so they're like no we'll release it for like nine minutes uh so we it can maybe get some oscar buzz and then you can watch it at home that's that's all they want, and that stinks. Yeah, I mean, kudos to Apple. I don't know if uh, they'll stay in the Marty Scorsese business because when you set two hundred million dollars on fire, I mean, I know it doesn't matter to it, Apple. It better it better win some awards. That's that's the only it probably won't. <laughs> it'll win best uh, best score. They'll give Robbie Robertson his posthumous. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for Gladstone. Does that. You know, that's maybe, but we'll you know, yes. we'll see. Yes. Um, I agree. So the killer, I would say, is not Oscar bait. It is. 
Uh, oh. Fincher going back into his uh, panic room, the game, uh, genre trappings, uh, mm-hmm. which this is a project of his that I think I heard about. I swear in the 2000s, I think they were hyping up like Brad Pitt was attached. But what I've mm-hmm. read recently, mm-hmm. and I mean recently just because the movie actually got made, you know, Fincher is kind of known for being attached to random things that never come to fruition. So uh, It's the Guillermo del Toro disease. Yeah. He's got the... <laughs> I'm interested in that. Pitt's quote was uh, a little too nihilistic for me. Like, ah, I was never really into it. Right. So um, I guess he wanted to be the more lecturing. Actually, I say lecturing, but uh, Fassbender's character here kind of lectures through voiceover about how awesome he is. Just, just talks to himself. And then he's fails. Usually whatever he yes. says about how he's awesome, he then fucks up the very next thing, which I enjoyed. Uh, I was thinking of killing them softly. I was like, maybe a little bit more chatty. Mm. Uh, Hitman is what. I still, I still haven't watched that movie. Do I have to explain this twice? What do you think the guys on the street think? I got no idea. They think, they think Trapman. He did it before, and now he did it again, and all he got was beat off. Uh, he didn't really do anything. It's his responsibility. He did it before, and now it happened again. So he's responsible for what guys think. On the street, it's Trapman. Nothing but Trapman. There's no two ways about it, Counselor. Trapman's got to be hit. He made a mistake. Oh, wait a minute. I get it. I see what you mean. The public angle and all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, if they agree with you, assuming that, um, can you hit Trapman? Sure. And what about this squirrel fella? Because he seems like the leading candidate to me. Probably not. I need Mickey for that one. Mickey? New York Mickey? Why can't you handle? Because squirrel knows me. Didn't I say that already? He needed something done once. Dylan couldn't do it, so I did it, so he knows me. He's going to figure if he's waiting on someone, he's waiting on me or Dylan. So what? You ever killed anyone? No. Can get touchy feely. Touchy feely. Emotional, not fun. A lot of fuss. They cry, they plead, they beg, they piss themselves, they call for their mothers. It's embarrassing. I like to kill them softly. From a distance. Not close enough for feelings. Don't like feelings. Don't want to think about them. You need Mickey. What's the problem? Mickey's expensive. Not at the moment. You get him for ten? Fifteen. You do it for fifteen. Fifteen, asshole. I think in this economy, a quick fifteen for two days' work would sound pretty good to Mickey. We'll sell him a party. Fly in, whack a guy, fly out. Quick fifteen. Oh, it's, it's you know, it's got some. I I own it. I have a copy it of some, it, and I keep meaning to go. It has back some to quirks, it, but. but it would actually have been a fine pairing as far as if you're mm-hmm. looking at these two things as dark comedies. Instead, I went with. Assassin's property. Out and out comedy. Out and out comedy. Because <laughs> the only thing I knew about the killer was in the early reviews were sort of hedging like, mm, it's kind of, they were like coded language. This is boring. There's a, there's a lot of waiting <laughs> in this movie, uh, which I actually, I, I found that to be misleading when I did pull up the highly you know compressed stream uh, on Netflix. The opening sequence 
yes, is waiting. I don't feel like the mm-hmm. rest of the movie. In fact, I think he kind of <laughs> bull rushes in. Like he's he's he yeah. he is trying to repeat this mantra to himself as far as here are the rules I follow, and then he keeps throwing them out the window because <laughs> um, he's butthurt. And I'm not I'm not trying to be dismissive. I think the film, The Killer. Is very tongue in cheek. I think it's very smart ass about yeah. its character. I think it Absolutely. is very. Uh, I think it's like a cousin to uh, Mary Harmon's American Psycho, as far as kind of making fun of its lead character at different times. Sure, sure. It's like the, you know, a movie. I think we talked about relatively recently. It's the <laughs> comedy is too strong a word, but you're right. It definitely is tongue in cheek. It's like the tongue in cheek version of the American um, with with George Clooney. Like it very much is about strangely about a man who wants to have no connection, but can't shut it down. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. And then he very except, much, Oh, uh, <laughs> give a fuck for the next fucking week. <laughs> the 10 minutes after that, he is yeah. very into it. He is frantic. Yes. <laughs> Got to get a quick shave in. <laughs> totally. And I love, fuck. you know, there's, there's a lot of great bits in the movie. The, the uh, fake IDs throughout the movie, all based on old TV characters. Like I was like, did he really? And I, as as we were going, I was like, I know that one. I know that one. Fincher is having a great time here. And it's something I really admire about Fincher. I think a lot of directors have this idea that you have to start small and get more epic as you go throughout your career. Like, I have to reach those heights and then go a little bit more. And Fincher is very comfortable in genre. He'll go back and forth. Like, you know, I know you didn't love this movie, but he'll do a movie like Mank, which is very respectful and very about the history of cinema. Oscar and then bait he garbage. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, you know, he does a movie like The Killer, um, which I, it might be like my favorite movie this year. Like, I don't know about best, but it's mine. I had a really it's my number time. one. I've, I've seen it I, twice. I, and it, me too. It kills I just me. watched it again it kills today. Me you would. <laughs> that I did not get to see it theatrically. I've seen it twice at home. It's, you know, Agreed. That's the only indignity Agreed. of being such a fan of it, is I feel like I'm not. I'm very enthusiastic, obviously. Right. But I feel like I would have been head over heels if I had got, you know, two oh, yeah. hours without the dog barking, without, you know, streaming glitches sure. or anything like getting fully settled in. And that's something you and I talked about. We went to dinner this weekend and I was just sort of lamenting that I I have this relationship with this film where I just can't, you know, just fall head over heels for it because right. it's a Netflix right. original. Ugh, disgusting. So it also got me thinking as I was watching the movie, and it's great that we'll probably be double posting at least part of this part on um, a podcast directed That's by why I re-record. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, none of that. <laughs> how many times can I fuck up your edit by mentioning Antonio Banderas or Sly Stallone? I'm already, like, <laughs> in my head, editing, like, cross-cutting. Um, one of the things I noticed during this movie is, like, wow, it is nice to have a great director who can direct an action sequence in the dark. And yet, we know everything that's happening. We understand the geography of the scene. We never get confused as to who is who. And you're following it the entire time. Because even on this very compressed stream on Netflix, I was still, like, watching this in shadow and going, like, I know exactly where we're at. And that is rare in a Hollywood movie. Usually it's just, like, bright lights and we're going to do quick cuts and we're not going to really know what's what. And then our hero is standing at the end. Well, there's and a great like reveal. We don't have that. Uh, when the bright lights come on, when they, you know, during this fight sequence, they get to a bathroom that is extremely well lit. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's not only jarring because you've become accustomed to this uh, night fighting kind of style that we've been in yeah. for 10 minutes, but also then in that, you know, 
well lit area, you then see all the damage that's been done. Like it's yeah. been kind of yeah. shadowed. You can assume like, ugh, you know that that's got to that's got to <laughs> sting. But then it's all in full display. Um, I you know I, I'm going to keep banging that drum as far as this being a Netflix release. I think that's part of <clears throat> I, you know I hate the idea that people were they get to that sequence or maybe even earlier. Maybe it's in the the waiting game sequence where they're like. This is too dark. And then you start fooling with your TV settings. Like that's, that's the area where, and you know me, Dave, I've had my problems in theaters as far as like, Hey, this is fucked up. Sure. It's not bright enough. What's going on here? Like, did you leave this, the 3d like sort of visor on like the shades? What's up? What's happening here? Um, I do feel like when you go to the movie theater, like a nice movie theater, those concerns are gone because you're like, okay, I'm seeing, yep. I'm seeing this best presentation. Whereas if you are streaming something on your Wi-Fi connection, there's for me, there was that doubt. Like, am I, am I doing everything I'm supposed to doing? Do I need to get out the <laughs> ethernet cable? You know, <laughs> How much responsibility do I hold <laughs> yes. here? I, I, I think kind of had a slightly different reaction as that happened. I was just like crossing my fingers, hoping that something didn't go wrong. And I was like very pleasantly surprised that like, Oh no, this was very readable. And I was following everything that was going on. And it was good to see Sala Baker in a role. He is, I think only known for being, you know, playing orcs and other creatures in the Lord of the Rings movies. So it was like fun to see God, him you on nerd. screen again. What the hell are you yes. talking about? You want to talk about the Riders of Rohan? What else you got, Dave? Jesus Christ. That's right. I, I It's called the Rohirrim. Uh, <laughs> Y'all be lucky you're married. Lord. Yeah, already already locked her down. She's, she's doomed. So anyway, I want to talk about a sweaty Antonio Banderas. Just like something totally Ugh. normal, a straight straight guy would want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, everyone, you should watch The Killer in any format you can. We'll probably um, we'll probably come back to it because okay, all right, all right. So, um, <laughs> The Killer opens with how assassins you know effectively ends. I know there's like a like flashback sequence <laughs> that starts with like a very similar setup of uh, a job, um, but they hype up. The weight. Our, our hero, or anti-hero, I guess as it were, uh, Stallone is the <laughs> he's the good assassin, only in that he looks kind of sad when he's doing it. Like, <laughs> I sent you, like... I, um, I think you misread Sleepy. Uh, he looks exhausted during this entire movie. Does it fit the character, or is that just Stallone's face? Is that just his I, macho I, face? I, I, I mean, I think it's his macho face, and I think you can tell he's like, what am I... Uh, it's I'm funny because uh, apparently, like he was nominated for whatever the fuck it's called, what the raspberries or whatever they are, uh, uh, the ra- the golden razzies, yes, right. the, um, the golden raspberry. I think he got a dual nomination for this and Judge Dredd in the the year of our Lord, nineteen ninety five. But I read that Richard Donner was like he did what I asked him to do. Like he's supposed to be a guy that's kind of like gets the end of it and is like, well, this is kind of a shitty way to live. Like I've, and it's like. <laughs> I guess killing people would weigh on you. I do greatly prefer Michael Fassbender's being his own hype man for like, this is like yes. why I'm good at it. And I'm just a hired gun. I don't care about the, what happens next until I very much do care about what happens next. I'm like <laughs> flinging my like, you know, bicycle helmet off and like, you know, frantically running to catch a bus, all of that. It's amazing how physically exhausting it can be to do nothing. If you're unable to endure boredom, this work is not for you.
Paris awakens unlike any other city. Slowly. Without the diesel grind of Berlin or Damascus. Or the incessant hum of Tokyo. Popeye the sailor probably said it best. I am what I am. I'm not exceptional. I'm just a part. Consider yourself lucky if our paths never cross. Except luck isn't real. Nor is karma, or sadly, justice. As much as I'd like to pretend these concepts exist, they just don't. One is born, lives their life, and eventually, one dies. In the meantime, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. To quote. Someone can't remember who. You don't really see. Uh, here's the the big knock with the performance for Stallone's. When things start to go awry, like when he has a new rival, where he he looks like a guy at the start of this that's just bored with his job, clocking mm-hmm. in to kill people. So much so in the opening sequence, <laughs> another assassin that he's targeting is like. I can't believe I'm going to go out like a mark. And Stallone hands him a pistol so he can kill himself, uh, which I'm (laughs) here. You do it. (laughs) I don't really get because Dave, you know me, I'm not a religious man. uh, But if I know I'm about to die, like in the next 30 seconds, uh, I'm going to hedge my bets. That's like, is it suicide? Yeah. Is that bad? Um, yeah, I'll just in, let somebody else. Some re- I'm let yeah, somebody else some do religions, it. you never know what's waiting for me. I'm not so why don't you be around pull the to trigger? Live with the shame that I was a mark, so it doesn't matter to me. Why do I care? Um, but then Banderas shows up and I guess uh, reinvigors uh, Stallone's. Um, How can you not love for the job or just his need to stay alive? I I guess. Yeah. Um, The second one. (laughs) I saw some letterbox reviews that says Banderas, like they don't know if he's like uh, the best thing about this or the worst thing and the worst thing that's the best. I'm like, it sounds like he's just the most entertaining. You can just admit that that's like, he's interesting in that way. He may not be giving a good (laughs) performance, but does this film need a good performance? So this is, one of the most chaotic, unhinged performances in cinema history. There is a lot going on here. I don't think any of it is good, but I will tell you that I couldn't look away when he was on screen. I'm telling you, it's fucking memorable. Like, I, I actually watched yes. this movie in a theater. Chit-chat, 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 chit It is like seeing James Franco and Anne Hathaway host the Oscars. That is the performance <laughs> styles yeah, of our yeah, two uh-huh. dueling assassins here. Uh, Sleepy Stallone and Banderas, who even when he enters a room with, you know, dueling dual pistols, 
Um, he's like lunging into each room. Like I'm thinking, man, you're just going to get yourself shot. That doesn't even look effective. (laughs) I'm so glad that you brought this up because I would argue that both of them are terrible assassins. Like as, as I'm watching the movie, all I kept thinking is like one Stallone is like 260 pounds of muscle. You can hear him walking everywhere, but both of them. Both of them stomp into rooms and launch two guns ready to blaze like it's a John Woo movie. And I was like, is it being an assassin a lot of sitting around and waiting and plotting your next move and making sure no one sees you? No. In the begin- even the beginning of this movie, you have – they're both you know, put on this hit, right? They're both put on this contract. Stallone has decided to, at this funeral, um, hide in plain sight with a cast on his arm. I don't know what his plan was. If he's got a little he clever succeeded. little hole in the cast where the, the barrel of the gun like, can stick out. <laughs> but, like, if he succeeds, everyone's going to know that it's him. What is your exit plan? And then you got Banderas who's just like, I'll just hide behind a wheelbarrow in overalls and no one will notice this AK. <laughs> the lack of internal logic in this movie is, like, it's stupid, but, like, I weirdly respect it. Like, Donner was just like, you know what? We're going to have a good time. And I also looked and realized that this was written by the Wachowskis. <laughs> who who have disavowed this. Um, have they really? <laughs> uh, I mean, from what I've gathered, I didn't – I'm sure you could pull up, like, their screenplay, which would be, you know, I guess mildly interesting to read. Uh, I think just mm. the violence was toned down. So I mentioned the sequence where oh. he offers uh, a gun to uh, the, the target that doesn't want to go out like a mark. And I guess it was far more cold-blooded, which I don't know if you – can you count that as cold-blooded? The assassin kills someone? Like, I mean, we're going to see he that. does his job. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I, the biggest sin for me is I guess there was a uh, at least one sex scene. Uh, the internet says a graphic sex scene in the script, which would have been between Julianne Moore and Sylvester Stallone. I changed Stallone. my mind. The worst movie I've ever However, seen. However – This is terrible. I have to think <laughs> that, you know, I don't, I don't think this type of R-rated action movie – that is really, I mean, it's coming way too late. It's an 80s action movie. Those ones that sort of spilled into the 90s. This comes after Speed. This comes after yeah. the sort of, like, modernized action hero. Like, dare I say it, Keanu is the more, like, sort of thoughtful, grounded action hero. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you're aping the 80s style that you would shy away from a sex scene. It just must have not worked that... Julianne Moore and Stallone had any chemistry whatsoever, which they don't really in this, they in this movie. Totally so maybe don't. it was just they uncomfortable. Tr- they try to make you believe it, like by the end of the movie, but you're just like, no, there's nothing here. And you'll appreciate this as we're watching this movie. Me and my wife, Julianne Moore, shows up and stretches and shows off her bare midriff. And she's like, now I know why Mike likes this movie. Mm. Okay. That tracks. <laughs> She knows you well. She is a really obnoxious <laughs> character. As much as I love Julianne Moore and I love the the pasty redheads. Um, yeah, this is not a good Julianne Moore performance. She actually seems not. too old for the part. But I guess if you go any younger, then it's like Leon the Professional creepy with Stallone. Yeah, yeah. yeah but ugh. the way she acts does not seem like a, what, 30-year-old woman? I don't know what she's supposed to be, 28? I don't – it just seems yeah. very childish and I guess they were trying to make her the – sort of bouncy, like, more positive character to Sloane. But her life is in peril. She should not be, like, optimistic about any of the situation that she finds herself in. And all of the things she does are, like, needlessly complex. Like, just, you know, we've got this, like, remote control thing to get the money and like cash, honestly, baby. Guys, only cash like like just what are we what is happening right now and it's a really 
interesting movie in the sense that it's over two hours, which is shocking. There's no reason this movie should be more. Yeah, there's no reason it should be over an hour and 40. But the first hour, love it or hate it, goes quickly. It it runs. You know, there's a lot of explosions, some of them unnecessary. Like there's a sequence where he figures out there's a bomb. And instead of just throwing it out, he like tries to get to a trash can. Hey, pull, pull over for... here. I got to dispose of this. <laughs> Only right here. Like this is It'd like be one thing if he could the see run. the timer, but uh, uh, right? he doesn't. He has, he has no, no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the Instincts, type of baby. That's the, <laughs> yeah, he knows all. So this is what you have in the beginning of the movie, and then when the movie goes to Mexico at the end, it like comes to a screeching halt. That is where my genius plan to compare it to the oh. killer. We either wait at the beginning or we wait at the end, Dave. I have a feeling you're going with Fincher's you wait. version. <laughs> yes, always. That is, yeah, for sure. Because the movie just like literally and figuratively comes to a halt, and we're just hold up waiting and like trying to figure out this ridiculous contrived plot that is going to come to fruition. Is there an assumption that there's not a back door to make? Is there not a I think, secure I think way? We're just supposed to assume that this is the only entrance. Millions like, of dollars in a suitcase. And this bank cannot be like, Hey, can you pull a van around back? Like, I don't want to get mugged. Right. right. I have $16 million in cash. Could I get a ride? Can I, no, 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 I got to go out the front. And then, you know, there, okay, you have to, with a movie like this, you have to let go of a lot of logic. And I definitely get that. And I'm in general pretty good at that. But there is a moment in this movie where I'm just like, okay, I, this is nonsense. Like there is a sequence where he walks outside. Banderas's gun is trained on him. He sees him pointing the gun and he just stares like he just like move. What are you hey, J- doing, Jules, duck? Uh, where, where are you at? <laughs> Julian Moore, where, where are you? I'm just checking. I, yeah, I can see him yeah, pointing a gun at me. Let me put my head. <laughs> I can hear him cock the weapon from here. Where are you? Like, get behind a pillar or back in the bank. What are you doing? Like, this stuff like that will really irk me in a movie like this because I don't think it's asking for much that if someone is pointing a gun at you and you want to live, you should m- move. <laughs> like, that, it's not too much I think They're going for this, like, Gary Cooper, like, high noon yes. setup where it's like it's we have to have a showdown in the, you know the streets in front of this bank and it's just uh fate accompli it's just gonna happen and sure sure y- you put it in modern times with the damn laptops the cat eyes and like this internet hacker <laughs> right. and i'm like but we accept those things in westerns and i realized like i guess modern western is its own sort of subgenre where it's like we allow for those contrivances in modern times sure this is heavily contrived uh ending and i mean i accept it dave i dare say it fully accept it because it allows us to see antonio Banderas sweat profusely he's <laughs> like isn't there a scene where he like dumps water on his crotch like yes it, it like reeks of this was a deleted scene like there's no way how did this make it to the movie Four stars. i appreciated it Four out of five stars they don't make them like this anymore why was fastman or not yeah, you know, well, he could pull a chef, pull a little powder on the nutsack. You know what? What happened? There? What's going? Why? <laughs> well, why with all the yoga? Be, I don't get it. To, to be fair, we did get to see a fair amount of Fastbender's body, which I appreciated. Uh, just not dripping in sweat like Mike. We Lex. didn't get the. <laughs> we didn't get the full shame. Where is the shame? Yeah. Venture made sure we to... got a little bit of Affleck penis in Gone Girl. Yeah, he knew this was not making it to the big screen, so why bother? 
Fastbender dong is for the big screen, not for the compressed video. I think it's <laughs> meant for the pause button. That's what I think. Yeah, well, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point, for sure. Yeah, this is... I'm I'm very... I'm very perplexed by this movie. And one of the things that confused me, I don't know if you notice this or if you know anything about this, because you've seen this movie much more than I have. Sure. This movie is um is very left leaning. There are two different sequences next to a bus that has the NRA symbol crossed out. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene when Julianne Moore is like, you know, sipping coffee and acting like an an infant on speed. Where a woman walks up and has a shirt in giant letters that says pro-choice. And I was just like, what are, this is so interesting to me. I don't know if there's anything about this movie other than those two moments that is liberal in in the slightest. But it's really interesting choices from Donner to have this on the screen. I'm not sure don't why. don't watch enough uh, assassin movies. Gross Point Blank is very pro-union. Dan Aykroyd's yes, character is yes. very much mm-hmm. about unionizing. It's just a thing. Like all the, the murder, death, and carnage. Yes, <laughs> we, we have to accept that. But they, they have very progressive values <laughs> apparently i was just like what is okay sure why not <laughs> you know she, she hates you know fur coats also you know she's spray painting the that's rich true yeah yeah that's well. another that's, that's another another very strange moment where it's just like julianne moore hissing into the ear <laughs> of, a, of a rich lady and i was sitting there like what is happening and they pay it off mm-hmm. you know it's a nice little moment but i was like I can't believe this woman is not turning around going, what the fuck is yeah, wrong Yeah, just with because you? you're constantly hissing, I don't think that means – I mean I understand it's going to hide the fact that you are spray painting my back. But I think I'm turning around because I'm more freaked out by you just right. hissing uh, in my ear. The, than the, there's paint. a human snake yeah. yes. behind me. I don't understand. So is it fair to say, Dave, that I am being uh, deliberately misleading to people who have not seen the killer, the assassins anywhere near other than the fact that they have the same job title and they have to sit around a little bit? Uh, You know, in David Fincher's version, he seems to I mean, he makes a couple complaints about, hey, it's been, what, five days or whatever? Like, is this dude ever going to show up? But it seems like the process, uh, he's all about it, whereas... Like mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. a mid-90s action movie that's aping the sort of 80s style, the worst thing you can do to Assassin is make him do nothing. Like, they just <laughs> – they do not have the office space Ron Livingston mentality where they can handle it, where they can be highly paid just to sit and stare at scenery. Because Antonio Banderas, it makes me wonder how he's, a, you know, accomplished anything in this field because he is <laughs> bouncing <laughs> off the fucking walls, knowing where his target is, straight shot. All you just need to do, get some snacks – you know, get a book and it just, he just cannot stand it. Cannot stand it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's one of the things I like about the killer so much is it, um, it kind of gets in your head about what you think an assassin is. There's a line in the movie where he basically says, you know, if you can't stand boredom, then this life, this job is not for you. A big part of this is plotting and waiting around. And then you have Antonio Banderas, like just, guns blazing at the funeral guns blazing while driving a car like just this man thankfully apparently has the you know unlimited bullets cheat code <laughs> on the video game because he just and it, you see him like strapping them to his arms and there's there's a lot going on for uh for antonio here for sure 
I do appreciate that he will not bring a gun into a bank and just start shooting up the place. Although I guess he could. Well, I guess you could. Laws are laws. You get into there. Not quite the same as Fassbender and the Killer, where he has to order room service just so he can have a knife to defend himself. Uh, which yep. I enjoy those and, those little touches and his little alarm system. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's these are <laughs> these are very. Very different movies. Um, Assassins is it's one of those movies that I think it's terrible, and I also had a great time watching it. <laughs> like, it's not a good movie in any sense, and yet I'm sitting here until that last 45 minutes, like, very entertained. Like, just like, okay, this is nonsense, but enjoyable, loud nonsense. You just needed, like, uh, the Smiths soundtrack. Would that have changed it for uh. you? If Banderas could soothe himself, self-soothe with the Smiths, would that have been that would have He'd probably be a been much normal well, character? Would have been yes, pretty fucking weird. If out of nowhere, he's just listening to the Smiths. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really match <laughs> match their energy for sure. I don't think so. Maybe some uh, EDM or some techno for uh, for Antonio Banderas that I think matches his energy level. If you'd like to, uh, I guess, you know, hear more of our uh, level, we are going to do like it, probably an expanded conversation for uh, the killer. Uh, check out a podcast directed by which we actually left off on that show with David Fincher. Yeah. Like, what was that? Was that two years ago? I, I can't remember if that was coming at the beginning of COVID. Long yeah, long time. But, <laughs> uh, you know, with him at the very least, this is his first time back in the saddle. And so we can just continue it from uh, from Mank and his previous filmography. That's right. Uh, like nothing happened, just next and episode. Coming soon to that feed, a complete retrospective of Richard Donner's great works, of which we've already covered the best. You know, uh, not, not uh, Superman. Not we don't need all that. Uh, I know you love Lethal Weapon, so we'll be sure to you know get into that. I will admit, I've seen Assassins way more than I've seen any Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I really, I just, I don't know. Banderas in this is just he's, he's unhinged. He's perfect. It's, he is making choices left and Lightning right. Lightning in a bottle. <laughs> Lightning in a bottle. Yes. Accurate. So yes. Check out a podcast directed by and also check out Off Screen Death, which Dave and I uh, co-host on a far more regular basis. I wouldn't say regular, but far more regular than mm. years in between <laughs> Ish. episodes. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> classic outside the word is you turn two governments on me you turn code me you goji yes on you yes never listen i don't get our relationships straight for a minute right? i didn't get into this business having relationships i don't want to join your goddamn union all right 
Mona, lone gunman. Get it? That's the whole point. I like the lifestyle, the image. Look at the way I dress. Why don't you become a cop or something? You can have coffee in the morning with friends. But this is a one-on-one -on -one business. The minute you start relationships, bad things start happening. <sighs> It'll make you feel any better. I think this is my last job. Oh, what do you say with that? What do you say we put away our guns? And forget the whole goddamn thing and have some breakfast, all right? No scabs. From now on, all arrangements, all contracts, all engagements are regulated. You got it? meet the new boss. Yes. No deal. Okay. But we're not going to let you do your little job here. No? No. Because we're going to do it for you. Is that right? And after we do your job, we're going to do another little job. Tell me about it. Like I'm going to put a bullet hole in your fucking forehead and I'm going to fuck the brain hole. Nice talk, sugar mouth. All right. You have not an omelet? <laughs>